Hello there. How are you, sir? Hello there. I am still here. You are still here. Still alive. Still functioning. Well, well that's good. Define, I guess define functioning. But still here. I mean, I'm a functioning member of society, but I don't know. Sometimes. My functioning member of society is, is debatable at this point. But Well, thank you guys for joining us for the second episode this week of House of Nerd. This is, as promised, the... The back five of WandaVision. And uh, we split these up on purpose because I feel like they serve a little bit better purpose as, as two seasons. And frankly, I think our episode, uh, our time limits are getting higher and higher. So I wanted to give Indeed. everybody a chance to. to I thought to it was one. because we wanted all of y'all to have us in your ear holes twice a week for at well, least a week. That's that's a good reason too, honestly. Uh, I'm good with that that being the reasoning. And hopefully, but, you all appreciate this too. If you do that's... not appreciate this, please <laughs> let us know at Nerd's House Hub. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, thank you. That was that was how a professional does a podcast. One of us, an is... unpaid professional, how does things? That's that's okay. that's how we're rolling. Unpaid it... professionals. At least one of us is professional-ish. Ish. I think we need to just like send each other a dollar or something so we can say we're professionals and that we've been paid podcasters. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. I'm going to Venmo you a dollar. And, and I'll then Venmo we will you come back, back and we will say we are professional paid podcasters. Yes, we are. Oh, and it that... has been a number of episodes, and we haven't reminded the people that we still don't have a Patreon and uh, aren't planning on it, so just listen and enjoy. Yeah, there will be no Patreon involved yeah. <laughs> in this podcast, ever. That That is I... a pet Never say never. Right? You never know. I don't like Maybe polls. it will be requested. I, I have listened to a number of podcasts where they're like, hey, never. Mm. And the fans are like, how do we help support you to get more of this? There's a difference. Uh, actually, one of my them. favorite podcasts is is that way. It's uh, so very wrong about games. They are a delightful mm-hmm. duo that talk about board games, and that's how they were. And they're like, eh, yeah, it's uh, been a few episodes. We'll we have a Patreon because y'all wanted a Patreon. All right, but we, we don't plan to do a Patreon. Let's put it that way. No, we are we are absolutely Ever. comfortable not doing a Patreon. I am right because who's gonna pay to listen to two guys like just record their conversation like they would have done. Anyway, through college, yeah, no, it's the same stuff we're talking about normally. Have you seen Apple's new plan to do podcast subscriptions that cost money now? Oh, Jesus, I'm like, well, guess I won't be listening to cereal. It's that's probably cereal. Let's be real, that's gonna be one of the first ones. Joe Rogan and several of the like very popular ones. Hey, you can Uh, make like money off of this, (laughs) so. Well, there it goes looks that. like uh, yeah, lo- looks like we'll be uh, acquiring some of those on another avenue. Hey, <laughs> at some point, you know what? This is the podcast that is put together by non-professional podcasters who are just here to yeah, have a conversation. We, we are professional. We've talked about this. We're going to be professionals in like thirty seconds. <laughs> Check your Venmo. We're almost professional. I'm recording, sir. I can't do two <laughs> things at once. Okay, um, well, just take my word. We're professionals now. We are professionals now. Well, tonight... We're certainly not well-paid professionals, but we are. 
Good God. Why does anyone <laughs> listen to this nonsense? Right? I don't understand why you guys keep we coming do back appreciate and listening y'all. to us. We really we, do appreciate y'all. We can't tell you enough how much it, it does bring us joy because we still get excited every time we see another new listener or another couple of new listeners. It really I, does. Like in this dumpster fire of a world, <laughs> we're like, this is the one thing we're clinging to. Like this is this is the life raft. That's why so we thank promise, you all. We promise to try our best for you guys. But <laughs> if you have feedback, concerns, or you know, just general overall, like, hey, I don't like this, please reach out and tell us. Um, you know, I think we spent yeah. probably five minutes last week on the single piece of feedback we did get. So, like, if you would also like to be featured on this podcast, <laughs> talk to us. <laughs> talk to just, us. Just talk to us. That's Very all we simple. ask. That's all we ask. And um, if you would rather us not call you out by name, because I guess we didn't ask, hey, would you like to be called out by name on our ooh. podcast? So, our bad, but also you're welcome. I don't know. Uh-huh. I believe also, check out check out their podcast. Yeah. Oh goodness, um, yeah. I probably we we probably should have asked first of all if that was you know should we share this with with the entire world, but mm. but you can still have a cookie. That's true. That is that is still true. It's true. Still, still true. The downside of recording back to back is <laughs> that I average two drinks per episode. <laughs> I. So I'm this could go on. really squirrely. I don't know how much NyQuil you're on, but I'm on plenty of bourbon. <laughs> I'm on DayQuil. I am still on DayQuil, but it will oh, be Jesus. NyQuil as soon Why as this is DayQuil? Episode. Why are you trying to stay awake all night? <sighs> I don't know. Switch. You got to switch the NyQuil at like four o'clock, and that start that way you could get to the level of slurring that I'm going to end up with by the end of this episode. Uh, that's we actually. So because I. I I, I do not have COVID for the record. Um, I, again, we are, you know, doing this back to back. So uh, if you listen to last week's episode, you heard me say, hey, I'm not feeling well. I'm not still not feeling well. I don't know what I feel like next Wednesday. Um, hopefully I feel much better <laughs> by that point. Um, but yes, we are we are down to one last serving of, of NyQuil. Good, good, sir. Uh-huh. In, in relation to your to your statement, rule yes. 76, no excuses, play like a champion. Damn it. You are Just correct. Saying. You are Rule correct. 76. You are correct. We'll get this thing back on track here. There is going to be a significant amount of editing in the, the <laughs> pre-talk this week. You're just not going to hear me speak at all because uh, I'm, I'm going to be like the, the one dragging us off the rails for the next hour. <laughs> no, just, no. Just dragging as hard as I can. No, that's absolutely what we what the people's come back for. Um, I know at least at least there's a couple of people that that do come back for that. That's specifically. true. That is true. That is very to, true. Yeah, to quote Wandavision, aren't we a fine pair? We are indeed. <laughs> we are indeed. And we've got oh, goodness five oh. more episodes. We have five episodes of Wandavision to get through tonight, so we are going to skip the news because we already did that part. We're going to dive and right Hopefully there's it. no news in between now and when you all hear this. Like, hopefully I, Gina Carano doesn't do anything stupid. So we'll probably Gina have Carano. news that we miss. 
We made it one whole episode without talking about her, and now... I know, I almost threw it in last episode, just for, like, shits and giggles. But oh, there, oh there, is no, there is no news, I just, you know, said the name, because that's the reaction I get. Oh, you, you know, <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> so let's dive into tonight's episode, because this is actually a really good episode, and I'm, I'm really, really eager to get to this one. Um... So tonight's episode is entitled on a very special episode of WandaVision. Um, In the 80s. It is, a, it is the fifth episode of season one uh, of WandaVision. So, Indeed. Previously on WandaVision. Tyler, where's my mom? Maria died three years ago. Two years after you disappeared. Captain Monica Rambo. Director Tyler Hayward. The program hasn't been the same since you've been up there, Rambo. The FBI is in a tizzy of New Jersey. This isn't a missing persons case, Captain Rambo. It's a missing town. Some sort of energy field. My equipment registered an extremely high level of CMBR. Entwined was a broadcast frequency. Voila, sound and picture. You are trespassing here, and I want you to leave. Where is Geraldine? She's gone. She didn't belong here. It's all Wanda. So indeed, this this brings us to our actual birth decades. That's true. So th- this is actually like the the TV shows. I feel like this one's supposed to be Roseanne, but I wasn't allowed to watch it. I also was not allowed to watch Roseanne. Hmm. Yeah, my parents. So let did. us know if this was Roseanne. Yeah, uh, and you know what? Strangely enough, once I was able to make my own decisions about watching TV, I still chose not to watch Roseanne at that time. So, yep. And I didn't watch the Same here. <laughs> the remake or or any of that. So also no. <clears throat> but I I really appreciate, and I'm gonna have to ask the snark right off the bat. The beginning of this episode is just so mundane with Wanda and Vision struggling to put their twins to sleep. Um, they both look like they definitely could use some sleep. It feels so hard. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> I felt for them so hard. That's what I was going to ask. Oh my God. <laughs> How realistic is this, <sighs> Snark? <laughs> so, so realistic. <laughs> They're uh... just, just the struggle. The struggle is real. I mean, I guess at this, at this point, let's see. Carry the one. <laughs> so my daughter was born in July. So I mean, what is that? Just six-ish months, six, seven months um, no. to this episode. So we're like in in you know in the shit, like trying to literally in in the shit, because um, yep. that's how diapers work. <laughs> <laughs> trying Ooh. to like get this child to sleep, and you're just like, oh my god, like Samuel to. This is related because Samuel Jackson's in the Marvel Universe does mm-hmm. a wonderful narration of this book called Go the Fuck to Sleep. Mm-hmm. And I have screamed that into a pillow so many times. And it's just like, oh, my God, like, why? So I, I, I feel for them, like, not being able – I can only imagine having twins. Uh, one of my uh, former colleagues had twins, and this is exactly how she was describing it. Like, what, one of them will, like, wake up and then wake up the other one, and they get the one down. And then they're trying to get the other one down and the other one squeaks. And then this one wakes back up and they're just like back and forth. And I'm like, that is my nightmare because good God, just getting one to sleep is 
it is it is like a full day of work. Like selling on that whole that whole parenting thing. So Yes. That just like my wife sent you all that meme of <laughs> if you want to know what it's like to have a kid, try to like bathe, swaddle, and change a diaper of a cat. Or on a cat. <laughs> like <laughs> it's just like that and they're like flipping around and throwing shit everywhere and like not sleeping and like as soon as you set them down they're freaking out and crying and you're like why like what do you want from me so anyway yeah maybe a monday maybe monday in beginning but i was just like oh jesus i need to fast forward this part because i'm like PTSD and, PTSD and I'm going to have to go do this in like 25 minutes now <laughs> so, <laughs> So anyway, that's a long aside and a long rant. So at least it isn't an angry soapbox. It's just a just a random rant. No, about I, putting babies to sleep. That's exactly what I wanted from you. <laughs> honestly, was to hear how realistic this is. And it turns I'm glad out, to meet expectations. Yeah, it's very realistic. Check. I I love this next bit. Is a little suspicious, and I feel like it was I, done before we go there. I feel like I should caveat this. I love my daughter. Oh yeah, <laughs> and this uh, and and the frustration—it's—it's it's a delightful frustration. Be- of course, you, you know, do. because you're like, uh, like it—it it is super frustrating, but it's also, hey, I—I I love this tiny little screaming terrorist that won't let me sleep. Listen, but anyway, if, if anybody <laughs> heard that and took any anything other than "I love my kid" out of that, I think every parent. If if there are parents who listen to this podcast, no one could hear that and go, "You don't love your kid." I mean, Hopefully, the people's listening didn't just take the word "terrorist" and, <laughs> and run with that. <laughs> but if you're a parent, you know what I mean. No, a little screaming terrorist that you can't reason with. <laughs> like, if you if you sleep, I promise. I it doesn't matter. They don't they don't care. They're just gonna scream. They just gonna anyway. sit there and scream. <laughs> No. Scream. I no, I think that is blatantly obvious how much you care about your kid. Um but Even I do think it, it it was it was important to say that. I'll I'll I will point <laughs> out. But I, I love this next bit that we get is that we get Agnes back, who who's kind of been floating around in these episodes. But it is get, her all along. It it is her all along. We're gonna find out a little bit later. But this bit here where she talks about holding the kids or trying to help the kids and, you know, the whole, do you want me to take this from the top when she's talking to Wanda and Vision? Yeah. And that was just, Catherine Hahn, who plays Wait, Agnes, what? does a fantastic job in this show. I agree. Okay. I, I couldn't tell if I no. lost you there. No. Um, I, I am I am still here. I had to readjust my headphones. So I know the audio quality on these two episodes isn't super high because I have to. I don't have my normal head headset. I have my wireless ones, so I have to keep like smashing them back into my ears. So if I get real quiet, that's usually it. <laughs> the perils of podcasting from the road, folks. Yeah, I, I know sometimes I can tell when I'm on the road and I'm using the, uh, the AirPods or or whatnot, but I right. honestly couldn't tell the difference so far i i leave the wired ones home for for my wife because she Mm -hmm. doesn't doesn't do the technology thing so being able to just plug a set of headphones into the phone so i leave my headphones with with her totally get it totally the wired ones do sound much better for podcasting so apologies folks 
This is the this is the only reason to have a Patreon so we could get a cool microphone. <laughs> well, we're not going down, back down that road. It's still not. No, 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 no. We got five episodes to do. We are not going I'm back waiting, down that road. I'm waiting for Dog Dogcoin to go up in value, and then I can get a good microphone. Please, Dogecoin, please. Let's um, go. Let's go. Hold that freaking line. <laughs> um. So this episode continues with. You know, so we last we left um, Captain Rambo, she had been expelled from inside the Westview, the Westview bubble, for lack of a better term. Um, and she's talking here. We get this scene with her at the sword kind of base or temporary command center where she's talking about how Wanda was inside her head the entire time she was there uh, inside of Westview. And how the, the hopelessness was like a blanket or it was like it kept her down. And I, I just, I think this is, is foreshadowing, but it's not foreshadowing. I mean, it feels like expositioning as foreshadowing, but just telling us of how, how much pain Wanda truly is in. It's just, it's sad. It, it's, it's the first time that you really, you know, you go on and you find out that the director of SWORD or acting interim director Hayward talks Definitely about now. Acting. <laughs> it's a very, we... very specific point from the last yes. uh, from episode four. Yes, he does. But he he starts calling Wanda this principal victimizer. Um, and you, you can tell very quickly that this is a classic. He is a classic hammer meets nail kind of guy. Oh, whereas... you stole it from me. You son of a bitch. <laughs> anyway, keep going. Yes, hammer nail. <laughs> it, it's it's interesting to see, you know, FBI agent Wu kind of being able to talk about how, you know, Wanda has has a history and she has some trauma versus, you know, acting director Hayward is talking about, well, we need to take her out. And, and neutralize the threat. We, we get this, you know, we get this understanding or this explanation that Wanda actually stole, um, you know, Vision's body from S.W.O.R.D. And it is a fantastical scene. When we actually that is, yeah, that that is the, the impression that we get at this point. Mm. You don't Which get I, I feel like is for, yeah, you don't get an actual explanation. You get the foreshadowing of or what they want you to see at this point. Um, I, I feel like this is kind of that that viewpoint is from director Hayward's view. The, so it's the, stole, the same yes. thing we get, the trope that we get with uh, Luke and Kylo, like mm-hmm. that same kind of idea where it's like you're seeing it from this perspective and then you see it from this perspective and then you see reality um, that you're you're getting that trope a little bit. The word choice here is very important because he says he stole Vision's body. I... There will be more about that later. Um, yes. We will revisit the scene. We will revisit that, yes. Um, but, you know, we go... We, we do this interesting thing this episode where we're starting to cut back and forth. Now that we know that there's a, a sword base outside, we're getting interspersed scenes. Um, and, and we get this kind of cool bit with the boys, um, the twins that, that Wanda and Vision have, um, where they, they find this dog... And you know they, they want to keep sniff. the dog. Uh, it's it's very sad. It's very um, sad. They, they named the dog Sparky. 
Sparky is not going to be well, with us for very long. Um, Agnes names the dog Sparky. Yeah, I believe it's also correct. important to point out that that Agnes is the one who. Which, yeah. which comes it comes back into play. It does. It does. I I love this bit where Wanda tells the boys that they're not old enough to have a dog and that they couldn't have one at least until they're ten, and then the boys <laughs> kind of look at each other and they're like, "Okay," and they and age ten. up in front of our eyes. That was really cool. I really like that. Um, Indeed, I I was a fan of that part. I I like this part. I mean. Look, if you can tell, I mean, this episode is is starting to dive into a little bit of the bigger world and the bigger scene that's happening. Um, but what what really is driving is that we're starting to see Wanda is really losing control. Um, ever since the twins are are kind of put into, they're put into our, our you know our reality. Wanda, you get the impression that Wanda doesn't have complete control over everything anymore. And for the first time, other people are, are sort of starting to influence her decisions about things. Um, and I really appreciate the fact that they kind of don't dwell on the fact yet. But if you look at it, they're leaving you enough enough clues or breadcrumbs here to realize what's actually going on. Um, and in that, I mean, because there there's this bit where with the dog... Um, Sparky and Sparky escapes from the vision residence. Um, and while, while Sparky is lost, everybody's looking for him. We get, you know, we get another intrusion uh, in that a, another drone is being flown into Westover a uh, Westview. And we get this drone kind of modernized to the age that we're watching the show in. Um, and it was very cool to see this drone again. Because the, re- the realization from S.W.O.R.D. was you have to keep things to the era that the show is in. So, like, you can't send a 2000s or a 2020 tech in. But if you send in something from the late 1980s or the early 1990s, that would be fitting for the time show, the time of the show that Wanda is per- portraying. So we could do this and we could we could maybe make it work. So S.W.O.R.D. sends in this drone that is late 80s or early 90s. Um, and they actually do get to see that Wanda is there. Uh, Wanda is controlling what's going on. And I, I don't know, man. I, truthfully, I'm trying to portray a, a picture of what's happening here. And I feel like I'm doing a poor job with this, this episode. But I don't think so. No, I think that's, I think that's good. I mean, it's, I, that, that is what their, their plan is, is to try and keep things on time periods so that maybe the illusion won't be broken and they can figure out what's happening without causing causing issues for Wanda and still trying to keep her kind of mental state in mind. I mean, kind of unbeknownst to, you know, our our heroes of the story, I suppose, there's there's some nefarious intent behind that behind that drone. Mm-hmm. Um, which is what ends up causing the problem. And it's this it, it's very similar to what we saw in Falcon and Winter Soldier, where it's like, hey, if if little uh, little Costco Cap had just kept his happy ass out of that room, maybe the entire show goes differently. Kind of the same the same thing. Like, hey, let's just see what's going on. Okay, we're gonna blend in. We're gonna wear the clothes. We're gonna make sure that we're. And it's 
you're trying to you're trying to do this with the, the least interruption as possible, with the least obviousness as possible. And and acting director has a different plan because he's doing the hammer nail thing. Um, so I, I, I feel like that's that's kind of where we get to with this episode anyway, which I feel like we've referenced hammer and nail so many times during mm-hmm. this podcast. And if you have not seen Dr. Horrible, please go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> please, please go. Nathan Fillion and Neil Patrick Harris are an absolute delight. Absolutely. And I believe it's just Joss Whedon. It is. It, yeah. it is Joss and Jed Whedon, I think. Or yeah. So I bringing more Marvel back into this. Like, go go watch Doctor. Hor- Stop what you're doing right now. Just pause our episode and go watch Doctor Horrible. It is a goddamn delight. <laughs> like, it, it is, is so good. From it the is. writer, it's it's from the writer strike period back in the late <coughs> 2000s, mm-hmm. right? something like that. It yes, is, it is phenomenal. But that is where the me hammer you nail comes from. Is uh, Doctor Hammer played by the unintimidable Nathan Fillion? That is correct. That is correct. And if the people are very lucky, uh, what they just heard actually was a bit from <laughs> from that show because it is phenomenal. Um, so many, so many road trip singalongs. Uh, seriously, guys, if you could, if you could be a fly <laughs> on the wall, we sing that song probably more than more than normal people should um but i do i call do, it normal that's a good point i i do want to talk about two more scenes from this episode before we wrap up actually three more scenes and then we'll we'll move on to the next episode but there is a fantastic scene um after so after we see this drone shot where it's it, the drone is is trying to take out wanda we get this kind of the the drone's video feed cut short and shortly thereafter, um, outside of the, the, I guess you'll call it the, the bubble, um, Wanda, delivery. Emer- <laughs> Wanda emerges from the bubble carrying the drone that has clearly been wrecked, um, and she delivers. And a- is also clearly not from the 90s. It is no longer from the 90s, but right. Wanda delivers this fantastic speech. And all I can think as she's delivering that speech is just like, this is a woman you don't want to mess with. Like she, she knows what's going on. I mean, I I guess I thought this is the one that you stood up to Thanos. Yeah, and and just some like random douchebag from a government agency is gonna like take her out with a drone strike. Like fuck you. Like you're you don't know what you're playing with. Stop it. Like this was. He he doesn't know what he's he doesn't know what he's fucking with, but the others do. Like our our heroes, and if they they know what's going on and they know the best way to handle things isn't just to try and blast it. You're right. Trying to go other directions, and that she makes that very very clear. Like I can kill you. Like I could I could get pretty damn close to taking out Thanos, and you think I you think I can't smash your little face in? Maybe you want to stop this now. Maybe um, maybe look at a different approach. But back into where we were. Um, <clears throat> I believe we were wrapping up this uh, episode. Carnival of a Modern Family episode. Yeah, this is episode seven, yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that struck me about this episode was 
I, I I love the filming style. I love the way that they did this. I mean, it is very clearly a take on Modern Family to me. But putting her 100%. kids in danger, putting Wanda's kids in danger to me at the end of this episode. You know, they they disappear at the beginning of this episode with Agnes, um, and then at the end of the episode, realizing that the, the children you know, are in danger and that Agnes is not who she says she is. Um, and we get a delightful, delightful reveal that Agnes is Agatha Harkness. Um, and her all along. And she killed the little dog, too. I, that, can we just take a moment to acknowledge how wonderful that song is? I mean, I, I have that saved on Spotify. I have that as a ringtone. I mean, that is... That is a great song. It is well done. I might be one of the highlights of the entire series, truthfully. But this series is just so damn good that I can't call it the the highlight. Um, but we get. just a precaution. You can hardly blame us, Wanda. I think I can. This will be your only warning. Stay out of my home. You don't bother me. I won't bother you. I wish it could be that simple. You've taken an entire town hostage. I'm not the one with the guns, director. But you are the one in control. You're still here. Wanda, I didn't know the drones were armed. But you know that, don't you? A town full of civilians and you, a telepath, brought a sword agent into your home. You trusted me to help deliver your babies. On some level, Wanda, you know I am an ally. I want to help you. How? What could you possibly have to offer me? What do you want? I have what I want. And no one will ever take it from me again. But but you you get you're right. You're absolutely right when you get this speech between Captain Rambo and the inner the dialogue and, and it's not this is not a robbery. This is not a holdup. This is not a hostage. I mean, it is a hostage situation, but this is, she wants what she wants and she wants everyone to leave her the hell yeah. alone. And she when, wants, she wants to avoid her pain. When she goes back inside the, the, the barrier and it turns to like red, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, all right, let's leave the crazy lady alone now because she needs, she needs some time and some space. And you, you think of it from that perspective of, of she is she is grieving. And if you've been in that grief or you've been around someone in that grief and you're just like, I mean, I, I feel like acting director Hayward, right, is is just kind of like that person when you're when you're in that in that situation and you're in that mental space. It's that person that comes up to you and goes, hey, 
it's going to be all right. Hey, just just smile. Just laugh a little. Don't worry. Things are this all happened for a reason. It's that person. And that's lighting your world on fire because you don't want to fucking hear a reason at that point. Like you just you just want it to go away and you want to be able to get rid of those feelings because it sucks. And I don't I don't want to hear, hey, we're going to fix. Don't don't worry. You're you're going to be fine later. And the other ones are the ones that are going to and trying to empathize and understand like, hey, I just want to be there for you. I want to I want to help you. What can I do to what can I do to help you? And Hayward's the one that's just ah, buck up, little camper. You'll be fine. I feel like that's the analogy that we're looking at. And generally, at least when I've been in that situation of just grief, if someone tells me to just, you know, hey, don't worry, it'll get better. I just want to punch him in the fucking throat. I'm like, no, like, it's not. It's not going to get better. You don't get it. You know. Yeah, I'm trying to think of how I want to say this. So I want to go down this road, but. You know, I lost someone that I care about very much to COVID this year, last year. Um, and you're, you're right. You're, you're absolutely right. Like you, you, you could not have been more right about what you just said in that. I mean, I know this is a, a fictional TV show, but grief is a, it's, it's a an universal thing. Yeah. We all feel it. We all go through it and, and we all, I mean, if we're lucky enough to have people that care about us, then we will lose those people. Um, hopefully not, you know, a lot of them. But, I mean, some of us go through it more than others. It's just when you're in that grief coma or that grief bubble, yeah. you just want the entire world to fuck off. I mean, mm-hmm. just fuck off and leave me alone. And it does. That's literally it, what Wanda's put up is a grief bubble. Yeah. That 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 is so analogous. That's what this show is about. I just realized that that's what this show is. Um, holy! I don't shit. know if you've listened to our last episode, but you said I, that our last episode. Oh well, maybe I. I just, I just want to throw it out there. Our our it's, scholar is he's aptly named. I'm smarter than I thought I was. <laughs> no, I mean if you think about it, like it's just you, you don't. This is what good TV does: is it touches on universal themes. And it, it makes you, it doesn't matter if the character can fly or, or if they, you know, they, they are a witch or whatever the case is. It speaks to universal feelings and it speaks to things that we all go through. And I, I don't know. This is one of those things, right? I mean, I know we've kind of been lighthearted about this so far, but I, it's just grief is a fucking bitch i mean you you can't get out of it when you're in it and it it just is something that you have to work out of it on your own and some people don't necessarily you know work out the same way that others do and that's what that's i mean that's where we get to with this this show is that it i mean i know we're only on we're only on episode five and we're we've got four more episodes to go but that's kind of the the long story short is that she has to come like Wanda comes to that realization herself and that it's, it's just time and people understanding and trying to help. And she comes to it on her own that, Hey, this, I, I've got to, I've got to move on or this is going to destroy me. And the thing and is, I'm going to go down the suck. The thing is, is that at this point she's easy. It's so easy to empathize her with her after this scene because you don't realize what she's doing to the people who are trapped in this town with her. You know, you, yeah. you've kind of touched on it of the, 
you know, when Captain Rambo was in the bubble with her, it's just this voice in my head and this un- feeling of grief. And, and you know, you, you you move from this scene to it permeates this... everyone around you. Like that's that's how it that's how it works. How it works. It's like a weighted blanket. Mm-hmm. But you move to this scene with with the dog, right? So we were introduced to Sparky earlier and, and unfortunately Sparky passes away in this episode and you know the boys are pleading with with their mom to to fix the dead and they're telling her you know you can you can use your powers and you can you can make it better you can you can change this you can i mean you've done it before it's kind of thing it it is painful to watch this is this is her kind of little awakening moment like Mm -hmm. this is the this is the moment where the switch the switch hits and she's you know that's i mean that's one of the best ways to learn something is to teach it and she's having to teach about hey this is lost and you need to feel it and you need to understand and you need to experience this because it's going to it it sucks but it's going to help you grow as a person and it's i mean the rest of this series this is her turning point that she's like oh shit i have to i need to take my own medicine and we start seeing her mm-hmm. come out of it because until now it's been fuck off get away from me like i want to do my own thing and i want to be in my little grief bubble and i want to you know, have my little perfect world where everything is okay again and nothing is nothing has changed and everything's good and this is this is how i spent my junior year of high school was in that bubble of just grief uh, yeah. for different i mean for reasons i won't go into but uh, i had a person very close to me pass away and it you just I'd spend that time just fuck off everybody mm-hmm. and then you hit that moment where it's like this isn't helpful like mm-hmm. i need to come out of this and that's what we end up with and and i think the show is cueing us in a way that you know that, that it's time to start looking at you know this is a heavy bit of this episode but the way that they finish this episode is light-hearted and and kind of it leaves you with that kind of like WTF moment um, because at the end of this episode we do get faced with Pietro, um, but yeah, and it's the sitcom thing coming coming yes. back. I I think of uh, so while the last time I was I was gone, my wife started watching Wonder Years, and yeah. I came back and she was watching it, and there is some heavy shit in that. Like they're talking about like heavy Vietnam concepts and losing friends in vietnam and why are we over there in vietnam like that kind of thing and it's being addressed in a sitcom but hey we're gonna end this episode with a light light note because it's a sitcom and this is supposed to make you feel good and be sheer escapism but we're still gonna deal with some heavy shit and that's that's kind of what it felt like is hey we're gonna end on a happy note watch next week but it keeps up with the tropes the best part about it is that Pietro is not the Pietro we know from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We but do it, know him from Fox. <laughs> I, I love the fact that Evan <laughs> Peters reprises his role as, as uh, Quicksilver. Um, this was a great, uh, a absolute great... Masterful play. casting. <laughs> this was a fantastic job, and it was and wonderfully done. sent the nerd world into a tizzy. <laughs> yes, it did. It like, was... oh my god, does this mean the X-Men are coming? Does this mean, what does this mean? Oh my god, how is this happening? Like, 
it all, it, it's perfect. It's perfect. Like you couldn't have, you couldn't, you couldn't have selected somebody else to do this. No, no, it wouldn't have made sense. No, but the fact that it doesn't make sense this way is so perfect. It's and so the last perfect got a line of like, wait, he's been recast. <laughs> <laughs> it's so perfect because that's not that's not her brother from from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. So there's so many, so many ways that this could, that the the implications of this are huge, um, especially with kind of what's going on in the news of like, hey, are we going to get the X-Men in the Marvel Universe? Mm-hmm. Like who is, you know, we got Spider-Man, we got, like, are all these properties finally going to come together? Like, kind of, kind of thing. And. I mean, well, I, I don't want to. I don't want to give. I'll wait for the episode to give away the spoilers. Like, wait till we get there. It's like I still feel like maybe, like maybe we're maybe we're gonna get that. Maybe we'll get the the whole universe tied together because it's always it's always felt like even reading the comics that X Men is its own thing, and then Captain and Spidey and all those are their own their own thing too, mm. and that they're like we're we're really not gonna let these universes touch. We're 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 still kind of in the same universe. So, anyway, masterful, masterful casting. No, I I really appreciate I appreciate your take on that honestly because it it is, I I love this. I loved it. It it definitely I had the same thoughts because in my head I'm like, does that mean we get X Men? What does that mean? What what does it mean? And it turns out all it means is tune in next week because you want to find out and and keep watching this show. And the next episode is so, so good because we go to the because next Malcolm episode. Malcolm is in the middle. 
is oh, in the middle. I loved this. This was great. <laughs> I loved this episode. This was so perfect. Um, you know, you it reminds me of watching this. This was a show my parents despised and were really, really against me watching. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch this either. So I had to watch this when I was. I watched some of it. Um. Yeah, this was this was not a not a favorite of my. If you haven't caught on, my parents didn't like me watching much TV, um, which I think is. We had very specific TV shows we were allowed to watch. Anything where children showed any disrespect to their parents was not one of those things. Yeah. So naturally, Malcolm (laughs) in the Middle was not one of those things we were allowed to see, or Roseanne. The disrespect, and they cursed once. I think. I think they did say shit once in an episode. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. I think it was hell or damn because shit was not okay on on network television at that point. Oh my goodness, we have come a long, long ways from the Puritan days of the 1990s. Indeed, indeed. Where, who cares? They're just words. Who decided these are bad words? Bad thoughts, Thank bad you. deeds, bad intentions. <laughs> Thank Good you, words. George Carlin. I keep introducing George Carlin to new people, and oh my god, it's delightful. Someone mm-hmm. was like, wait, who's George Carlin? I'm like, oh my god, stop the presses, y'all. <laughs> I'm about to change your <laughs> Hold world. Hold on. Don't worry. You're going to understand my work. <laughs> please, please go listen to Parental Advisory and Class Clown. Like so those, those two things, and that that pretty much sums my life. Um, that's what I grew up on. Thank well, you, episode... uh, my friend's father, for playing that for me in my formative years. As I was like, you know, I, I, let's say a, after you've listened, think to yourself: Should a ten to fourteen year old be listening to this on a no. regular basis? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> and no. that explains so much. Where this narginess comes from, <laughs> why? you will understand. <laughs> I think why, that's why are you the way that him. you are? Like that's why. Because I was allowed to listen to George Carlin at a young age. I was not allowed. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I had to go to someone else's house to do it. <laughs> but it was someone's parents were thankfully allowing you. Well, episode six of, <laughs> of season one <laughs> is entitled "An All, All New Halloween Spooktacular." Um, this episode this is episode, amazing. This is a great, great, great episode. Um, I think this was uh, where I had, I think you were, you started watching this one after the show ended. Yes. Like this is where, this is about where you were. Cause I was like, oh shit, I don't want to, I don't want to ruin anything. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So I, I thankfully was able to, I was think I think I was like two episodes behind live TV um, or maybe three episodes behind. Cause yeah. Maybe think, four. It it had finished at this point. Yeah. I think, when we watched this, um, this episode is, I think we we really get the Avengers feeling back in this episode. Um, I, I just I love the conflict between Monica Rambeau and our you know Monica and Darcy and Jimmy Woo on the outside where they're fighting with director Hayward and, and they're you know they're pissed because director Hayward attempted to kill Wanda. Um, mm-hmm. from last episode, and and they don't really hide it from him. That you know, know. It's, it's interesting. You get the Avengers vibe from this because I I don't I get like where I I got the like 
impression that we were moving backwards, that it was more like the the first couple episodes where we're straight in the sitcom because this is this is straight sitcom to me. Mm-hmm. And like yeah, the other stuff seemed ancillary. It wasn't like kind of the the focus of it where it's you know, you come away from those episodes going, Oh, the bigger picture. This one felt like it was back down to that like tiny little sitcom like soda straw view of things where it's she's got you know hands on her hips head tilted to the side like oh pietro like kind of thing for the entire episode because pietro's just you know being the dirtbag dirtbag brother that shows up and he's like the cool dude and that that's the focus it's not really on the outside but we are getting a lot more scenes from the outside so i think it's interesting that you were like your brain focused on the the Avengers side with the the bigger picture and mine went straight to the, like the, no, this is straight back to sitcom. Well, I think for me, no, that's a really good point. But I I think for me, I focused more on the, like, you know, the twins are realizing Tommy, one of the twins realizes like he has super speed. Right. And so you do get the little bit, the, like, you're right. There is the OPHO moment where they steal all the candy and then she makes them go, you know, return it to all the other people but to me, the the real, real, real part of this is the vision part of this episode that I, I love mm-hmm. this, where he has kind of, he finds Agnes at a stoplight and like the official description calls it unlocking Agnes's true personality. I adore this scene. I think it is. Which I think is also interesting that it's put that way. The true personality, especially, you know, viewing this from the entire series viewpoint. Uh Is that her true personality? 100%. Or or is that what she is? She is portraying at that point. Like she's still she's still acting. And even if she's locked into locked a little bit into Wanda's stuff, she's like she's still playing a character it's just a different character and she's trying to maneuver people into the right spots um, for her ends which i guess that's that's pretty much the end of this the end of this episode so i i guess we're in the right spot (laughs) yeah i didn't mean to jump all the way to the end but i i just i love how we find out that you know there's some stuff that maybe vision doesn't even know that's going on it kind of answers some questions for me of like who who is that? Because we clearly saw him die. But this scene where he finds out from her that like, hey, you know, this whole point of this episode is keeping Vision and, and Wanda separated from each other. And like, it's all the wacky hijinks that keep Vision, mm-hmm. you know, you know, looking for or dealing with things where he can't be with Wanda. This to me felt like the ramp up of the the setup for the finale. Like we have to position characters in such a way that over these next two episodes, we can finish this story. What are you doing here? Town Square Scare. Where is it? Oh, well, the Town Square, I expect. <laughs> Took a wrong turn. Got lost. In the town you grew up in? (laughs) It's all right. 
the Avengers. Your vision. Are you here to help us? I am vision. I do want to help. But what's an Avenger? What? Why don't you know? Am I dead? No, no. Why would you think that? Because you are. I'm dead. 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 Agnes, it is my intention to reach those outside of Westview and make sense of our situation. How? No one leaves. Wanda won't even let us think about it. <laughs> All is lost. Agnes. Agnes, please, come Agnes. <laughs> I will fix this, Agnes, I promise. Um, I, I don't know. There's not a lot, like, I, I guess you're right. There's not a lot that happens here. So that, I guess, in, in essence, you could call this more preparation for, for the it was finale. a lot of it, it felt like a lot of misdirect for this one because you know the internet goes crazy over wait evan peters like yeah. who's pietro is it mephisto is it like who who are we bringing into this and it's a lot of misdirect until you get to the the end of this episode mm-hmm. which is where well, we get to like the idea of agnes is is still playing a character of like vision kept catches up with her at, on the outskirts of town. And there's other people that are just kind of frozen because mm-hmm. uh, there's not enough. I mean, my like old job slash my consulting job is still like cognitive performance and, you know, sports psychology kind of stuff. And it's, you only have enough attention to do a certain number of things like the cognitive load of a human, like you, it, it stacks up. It's like dealing with RAM on a computer. And if you're trying to do too many things at once, you start freezing up or losing efficiency on certain things. So that's what you're looking at with Wanda is that she's got so much shit going on in her brain and try like now you've thrown in her brother. And that's another piece that that's taken up attention space that she can't use to control other areas so everyone is frozen up and she's just just more and more shit is getting turned on if you look at it like a computer they're turning on more and more programs more and more stuff's running on that on that computer and she's not able to control everything but agnes is using that to her own ends absolutely she is and i don't think it's not like influencing those things to make them take up more space and time in her brain so she can't control things and Agnes can work behind the scenes. It makes sense with what we know Agnes's ultimate goal is. Um, but right. at this point in this show, when, so after, I mean, to me, to me, when vision is trying to leave the bubble and he, you know, you get this awesome scene. So, you know, what one of the twins, you know, I guess abilities is a super speed. But then you get this scene with the other. And they're twin. going around doing the hijinks and smashing stuff and causing yeah. problems. And... But the other I twin do... you, you find out has super empathy, or I guess, I, I don't know if it's I, super. I think it's kind of like he's like that kid is more vision. 
Yeah. Then, I mean, the other kid's more Quicksilver, and the other one's more Vision, which kind of makes sense for you know, Wanda in, in general, that they're not going to take after her. They're going to take after the two most important people in her life, the two people she loved the most that were taken away from her. Yeah, it would make sense that her kids are going to kind of mimic those those people in her life that were the most important. So yeah. I think you have the other kid that's more, you know, more vision. It's her brother. It's her, you know, replacement brother and it's her replacement right. husband. Um, but that's what they're, they're doing. I also think it's interesting. I know we haven't touched on it yet, but like the costumes that they're wearing yes. are kind of the, the old fifties, you know, the, the old school costumes for all of them, like the old school Quicksilver costume like mm-hmm. back in like the 80s 90s comics same thing with vision it's the the old kind of like cheesy look at green and the it, yellow very yeah. very 80s same thing with the scarlet witch costume it's it's the old cheesy 80s version of it so i uh, i just think that's interesting to to see especially once we see them later and kind of the more modern the modern look that we have but that they're I using this love. halloween costumes as like those old versions to so just a, a tiny little Easter egg. I, I felt like I know it was, I know it was 100% intentional, but like a little Easter egg for people who read the comics in the, you know, the eighties. They're like, Absolutely. Oh yeah. Huh. It's like wink, wink, nod, nod. Like <laughs> I see what you did there. Well, I, I love the fact that his, his costume is made up of his boxers. Like yeah. you, you kind of envision Wanda putting this costume together and she finds these gaudy gold <laughs> boxers be part of his costume i, I just think you that is this. great yeah i mean we've we've all done that if you're in a relationship you you do the born the, the costume the conjoining <laughs> costume but mm-hmm. i i the the bit just wait till you have a kid <laughs> oh well now you have a third the third character incorporated into your costumes <laughs> that's why i need well i need two kids and then i can have the full avengers the full avengers uh lineup at that point i just need a blonde-haired, blue-eyed child, and one child that won't mind if we paint them green entirely, and we can we can go with it. Um, where, wait, where are you going with that? No, I need you to spell this out more. I need I need more information. We need a blonde-haired, blue eyes. I think Nazi. That's Thor. Okay, okay, good. And, we got Thor. I assume and then the green Hulk. is Hulk. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then, and then I'll and be then Captain America, and my wife will be the Black Widow, and we'll be perfect. How was that all the Avengers? We no, that is all before? the recognized Avengers in this household. We are team. Okay, Cap. recognized we, in this household specifically. Oh, okay. We don't now recognize Tony Stark. We are team. We don't Cap recognize all the, the actual all Avengers. No, because we, the Avengers is a revolving lineup. We don't. We don't anyway. acknowledge Tony Stark in this household. Sorry, we are team Cap one hundred percent of the way. <laughs> Guys, this is what happens if you podcast for over two hours. Ridiculousness absolutely occurs at this point. Yes, but, those are also still not all the Avengers. I just want to point that out. From the original movie, yes it is. That is the original cast. It is Black Widow, Cap. Oh, we're missing Hawkeye. Damn it, you're right. Boom. I hate when that happens. <laughs> I hate when that happens. Snarkiness oh. rules the day again. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Now, I, the last thing I wanted to talk about on this episode, I, I love when when Vision's trying to break the bubble or he's trying to get out of the bubble and he's like he's falling apart in front of your eyes and Wanda just realizes what's happening and then just expands the bubble to encompass like 
all of the sword base. I, I thought that was hysterical. I mean, it's a, a very poignant scene, but the way she, she's just like, no, no, that's not going to work for me. And just expands the scene, like expands the bubble. I mean, that's the part where you kind of start going, okay, this woman is very dangerous. Like she has unlimited power and untapped power, but also the fact that she turns all of the sword agents into, into clowns, that was really that was nice. hysterical. <laughs> I loved that. Um, but moving on, our next episode, we're, we're, we've now covered two of the five episodes. We're an hour in. Congratulations. Um, our next nice. episode is... We're getting, we're getting there, folks. <laughs> we are getting we're there. We're getting there. Uh, Breaking the Fourth Wall is the seventh episode of season Can I throw one. in another, another Avengers member for you? Of course you can. Uh, Wanda Maximoff. Yes, she Falcon. is an Avenger. But she's not... Should, in I your... wait, should I wait until like, each each episode and I'll just throw a new Avenger in that was missed? Yeah, yes, you can do <laughs> okay. that. That is acceptable. Um... You're right. This is what happens when we get to two hours. Just ridiculousness occurs. Please don't tune out yet. <laughs> please let us do. Us. Please stick with us through the bad batch. This is why we broke this episode <laughs> into two episodes, guys. Um, no, I really, you, I would get drunker. That's that's okay. That's it why it's Friday. Previously on Wandavision, you've gone through the boundary twice already, Monica. <laughs> energy inside has rewritten your cells on a molecular level twice. I know what Wanda is feeling, and I won't stop until I help her. It is my intention to reach those outside of Western and make sense of our situation. What? What is it, Billy? You're dead. He's in trouble. It's not like your dead husband can die twice. Maximoff was never going to negotiate with us. We can't outgun her. And clearly antagonizing her is only making things worse. If Wanda is the problem, she has to be our solution. So we're an hour in. Congratulations. Um, our next nice. episode is... We're getting, we're getting there, folks. We are getting We're there. Getting there. Uh, Breaking the fourth wall is the seventh episode of season. Can I throw one. in another another Avengers member for you? Of course you can. Uh, Wanda Maximoff. Yes, she Falcon. is an Avenger, but she's not. Or should I your... wait? Should I wait until like each each episode, and I'll just throw a new Avenger in that was missed? Yeah, yes, you can do <laughs> okay. that. That is acceptable. Um, you're right. This is what happens when we get to two hours. Just ridiculousness occurs. Please don't tune out yet. <laughs> please let us do. Us. Please stick with us through the bad batch. This is why we broke this episode <laughs> into two episodes, guys. Um, no, I really, you, I would get drunker. That's that's okay. That's it why it's Friday. <laughs> really quickly on the fourth wall because I feel like there's some funny stuff here, but there's not a lot to to really dive deep into. I love that this is the Modern Family episode of this series. Yes. Like, I love this Immediately. Whole, yeah, I love the fourth wall thing where you get, like, the interview with the character on the couch. I'm a huge Modern Family fan, so I, I love the way they did this. Um, uh, the, the big things that I take away from this episode, I guess that the things that I, I kind of really loved about this one is this is 100% pre-positioning for the final episode um you do get vision 
kind of Vision and Darcy going off on their own thing. They've got their little side quest. Um, Darcy is, I guess, been turned into a juggling clown or, or something at the at the circus here. Um, right. But you get you get the kind of the cavalry arriving for Monica Rambeau and Jimmy Woo, who don't get sucked into the bubble. Um, they're still on the outside. They get this really badass looking vehicle um, that, like, hey, we're gonna drive in and, and we're gonna try and get to Wanda and kind of explain to her what's happening. Um, now Monica goes in, not Jimmy, but when once Monica arrives in the bubble and she kind of is explaining to Wanda, like, hey, not all of us want to kill you. We just want to make sure that everybody is, is safe and, and okay in here. Um, I thought it was interesting to see the characters around Wanda kind of ganging up against against Monica. Like, you get Pietro, you know, kind of coming to Wanda's side, kind of serving as, a, like, a, a devil on her shoulder, I guess, maybe, um, in this situation. I, I don't know. I may be grasping at straws here a little bit, but I, I like how how Monica is just adamant that killing Wanda is not the answer here. It, it's This is not what we should be doing here. Um, Mando would say this is not the way it's not the way exactly like you get this this you can see expanding the bubble was too much for for Wanda like she you start to see things like breaking down around her like scenery is changing like it's flashing back and forth between the beginning of the series and and the now of the series basically um I love the I love the little interactions with Agnes taking the kids because you know mommy's having a bad day and she just needs some alone time, and like the eating cereal on the couch watching trashy TV because like who hasn't who hasn't wanted to do that and yeah. What I do know is I've been watching WandaVision for the past week and the love you two have is real. You belong together. Wanda? Wanda! What are you doing? Wanda, how did you get in here? Listen to me. This whole thing is about vision. Get out of my house. Hayward was trying to bring him. Don't talk to me about that. I don't want to hear about it. The drones, the missiles, Pietro. Oh, Pietro, no, 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 that wasn't us. All you do is lie. The only lies I've told are the ones you put in my mouth. Careful. Do it then. Take me out. Zizi, that's where you and Hayward differ. He's gonna burn Westview to the ground just to get what he wants. Don't let him make you the villain. Maybe I already am. Not 
lost the person closest to me too. The worst thing I can think of has already happened to me. And I can't change it. I, I can't undo it. I, I can't control this pain anymore. And I don't think I want to. Because it's my truth. Wanda, Young you lady. I think you overstayed your welcome. Poor Wanda's been through enough. This doesn't concern you. Let's get dived back into where we were. Um, <clears throat> I believe we were wrapping up this uh, episode. Carnival of a Modern Family episode. Yeah, this is episode seven, yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that struck me about this episode was I, I, I love the filming style. I love the way that they did this. I mean, it is very clearly a take on Modern Family to me, but putting her 100%. kids in danger putting Wanda's kids in danger to me at the end of this episode, you know, they, they disappear at the beginning of this episode with Agnes. Um, and then at the end of the episode, realizing that the, the children, you know, are in danger and that Agnes is not who she says she is. Um, and we get a delightful, delightful reveal that Agnes is Agatha Harkness. Um, and her all along. And she killed the little dog too. I that can we just take a moment to acknowledge how wonderful that song is? I mean, I I have that saved on Spotify. I have that as a ringtone. I mean, that is that is a great song. It is well done. I might be one of the highlights of the entire series, truthfully. But this series is just so damn good that I can't call it the the highlight. Um Wanda, Wanda. You didn't think you were the only magical girl in town, did you? The name's Agatha Harkness. Lovely to finally meet you, dear. Too. <laughs> we get this this reveal um kind of like a, a flashback of how agatha is you know she was involved with making her you know kind of use the the hedge clippers to cut into the concrete um you know creating fake pietro um the the bit with vision at the end of uh, Westview that I loved how it wasn't actually real um, and then how she killed Sparky the dog I, I just uh, Catherine Hahn again 
phenomenal acting job on this this show. I, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate her character. I, I loved this bit. So I loved that they let her. Spoiler alert: people. We don't find out yet that she created Pietro. Just that she sent Pietro there. Oh, well, I, I am getting that but mixed up. To Thank be you. fair, to be fair, if you're listening to this, hopefully you have watched the show. <laughs> Excuse me. There's the cough. It only came an hour, hour number three. I knew it would come. <laughs> well, I, I think, you know, this episode kind of dovetails wonderfully into episode eight, which is entitled Previously On, um, which we're, we're reaching the meat and potatoes portion of, of one which, vision now. Of this the point. series, which episode is this? This is number. Previously On is number eight. Which yeah. is which is what episode of the series? Ah, oh, I see what you're doing. Uh, it's, there it is. Previously on WandaVision. Born to Irina and Oleg Maximoff, both killed during an air raid when Maximoff and her twin brother Pietro were 10. The twins were subsequently radicalized, volunteering at Hydra. Maximoff stormed our facility, stole the Vision's body, and resurrected it. Wanda killed me? Yes. You asked her to do it. I can't. You can't. I came back and died again. No! And she had to watch. Where are the twins? They're probably just playing in the basement. You didn't think you were the only magical girl in town, did you? The name's Agatha Harkness. Lovely to finally meet you, dear. It's it's the penultimate episode. It is the penultimate episode. (laughs) It is the official House of Nerds favorite word. (laughs) I... I don't know about you, but I don't. I didn't know anything about Agatha Harkness. Um, I had never seen no, her I had in to go books look. before. You did know something? No, about I, her? I had. I had to go. Look, I, I went and looked her up. I don't. So even even during my comic book reading days, I really didn't give a shit about Scarlet Witch at, at all, like or Vision. Like I I didn't care. Those weren't. I mean, I only had those. I I think I had her for like. House of House of M. I had read some about Scarlet Witch just in general. But like mm-hmm. I said, going into the show, I didn't give a shit about these characters until watching it, and then it was like, oh, like I actually really enjoy this. Ep- really enjoy this series. Really enjoy these characters. So I know Agatha Harkness is one of those that's like kind of ancillary to those series or to her her series. So yeah, I had to go look it up too and be mm-hmm. like, wait, who is this? I like I like her backstory. I mean, I like that they, they did the bit at the beginning of this episode where, you know, we find out that she's a witch and she has no con- or the she's not doing things the way that the coven wants it to be done. Um, she didn't break any rules. They just they didn't like. I mean, it's, it's fascinating to me when people who go you know deviate from the norm have norms of their own. You would think like they would right. be like, hey. We don't we don't believe in those type of things. Um, but seeing, you know, the coven attempt to kill or, or you know punish Agatha, and in turn all of those witches get kind of their life force drained out of them by her. That's pretty cool. It's like a it's like a reverse focus focus. It is. It's exactly like a reverse focus focus. Um, and this episode really is i'd like to call this is the backstory for wanda um this is the hey we're going to tell you about how wanda is why wanda is the way she is why yeah why are you the way that you are this is the context matters episode um 
and you get these great flashbacks. I I did love the flashback of Wanda with her family um, in Sokovia when you kind of realize like they were just her parents were doing their best they could to keep their kids, you know, not paying attention to, you know, the fact that there's like a civil war. Outside. Yeah. And you've seen like this war of mine. It, it felt very much like that game or board game, depending on which one you play, where it's, it's just it's it's very much like the suck or it's like light, everything is awful outside and they're they're inside watching Dick Van Dyke and we get that explanation of why mm-hmm. did she create this reality for herself because this is her good old times this is what she remembers as being the it happy is. times before before everything just went to shit before Stark ruined her life you know and seeing Agatha seeing that Agatha has a plan, like, hey, I need to know how you did what you did, makes so, it makes so much more sense. Like, her right. her actions are just, I mean, not justified, but her actions at least are, they're, they're, they're earned, in my opinion. I mean, you get the, this bit with Hydra, you know, when they're experimenting on Wanda, mm-hmm. and how she has an interaction with the Mind Stone, and she's experimenting. She's willing to like put her life on the line to go do this. And you get so much more context that you could ever have seen in a movie or, or in a two-hour movie. I love these TV shows for doing this. Like this is, you know, I've said it a million times that this is my like what happens next. This is right. this is that. Like it's, that was that was right. one of the articles that I saw about Falcon Winter Soldier. It's that that idea is that someone was complain- like, sort of complaining about, like, we didn't need to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier because we could have just gone straight from the end of Avengers to the next Captain America, and it, none of this mattered. Like, yes, it does. It this 100% is the, what happens does. next. Like, this is the context that that you miss if you're just watching, like, movies. Or you're just, you're getting, like, one small aspect of the story, and you're... And this is the same thing the comics did, where you have that, that one, one throughput of a story, but then you have the 14 other comics that feed into it and give you the context and give you the nuance. So I feel like that, that article that I've seen was kind of the discussions we've been having about death of nuance and all of that, like wrapped up into one. It's like that sentiment. And that's what this, this show is doing too. It's giving you the context and giving you the little, the extra stuff that you would have, that you would have missed. Like, yeah. Could you, could you see the main stories without, seeing it sure but there's so much flavor and depth to the universe and so much story and motivation that you would miss if you just went oh, okay fuck it we'll just watch the next whatever the next thing wanda's going to be in we'll just watch that it this this episode particularly gives you the birth of the wanda vision love story i mean it, it's why does wanda care so much about vision I mean, right. you get to see that, and you get to see, uh, I mean, him talking about, her talking about her loss for Pietro. You don't see that in any movie. And, you know, you get to hear Vision talk about, you know, I, I can't comprehend what the knowledge of loss is because I don't have that family. And that's a form of loss, too. Like, it makes these characters more so much more human. Oh, it's so it's so perfect. much more three dimensional than just if you were like, oh, okay, she hates him because he's bad and she's good. Okay, cool, let's move on. It, it's, it it's, brings so much depth. 
I, you know, I know that this stuff is not for everyone. I get it. But I mean, this is the, this, this series was described as critical watching required reading for Dr. Strange too. And I get it now. I 100% believe that, that, that if you love this, you know, move the movies the way that I do or, or the way that you do, this is, this is critical. I mean, this is crucial. You see Vision's body in the sword facility and the way that they're treating it is just, you know, it's an asset. It's just, Hey, we're, uh, we're not going to let, I I think they actually say it like we're, we're not going to let millions of dollars of vibranium just sit here. Mm -hmm. We're going to use it. She's Mm -hmm. like, no, that's, that's the person I love. Like, what are you doing? Uh, it's, but we it's, we see the other side of the story. We see we see the the Luke perspective to the Kylo situation as opposed to the other the other side. Like we see that other the other pieces of that. That it's not just she broke in, killed everyone, and stole the body. I that just she it, leaves it. She's like, mm-hmm. okay, she this is real. It. Yeah, right. This is this is real. He's gone. Like this is and is just devastated you see you, you see that and you feel it you do it she really does emote in this scene i mean because you get an explanation of why are we in westview and you realize that right like, vision vision bought a house for them to build and like it's that was their dream it together is so, to go just be here it's so painful honestly to watch I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not crying myself to sleep about it, but watching we're watching this, someone's grief. It's 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 sad. I mean, this is a character that has had maybe grand total of of ten minutes of Avengers film time, and and you realize that she is so much more than what we yeah. have known. This is a very like this is a super complex character. Like I've seen her come in and out of like the X Men stories. This is a very complex character that you don't get that nuance when you just see the ten minutes of screen time. That's that's what we're we're here for. It's it's like you know Cap or Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's like how does he earn the shield? Mm-hmm. This is how do how does you know the Scarlet Witch earn her position in the universe? Like where yeah. where does she come from? And it's it's giving all of those all of those characters a reason. We got this with Tony Stark and with Thor and with Steve Rogers. It, it's it is this is the passing of the baton right. to the next set of characters. I mean, seeing seeing Wanda be put in a position <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. Um you know, with her kids. Her constructed kids, who are not real at this point, they're literal, literal constructs of her mind at this point, being put in danger by Agatha, seeing that the, you know, potential for more loss and more pain and more, I, I just, all of this is because Agatha knows that Wanda has the knowledge and the, and the ability that Agatha needs or Agatha wants that, that information from her. And this whole thing has been Agatha, you know, playing all into along. Wanda. Yes. All along, but playing into her grief and, and using it mm-hmm. against her. And, and I, I think if you take it back to the, the grief perspective, like you, 
and just look at it just from that lens, like the longer you sit in that, you start creating more and more and more grief. And that's what she's doing is now mm-hmm. she has these, these extra little, you know, these two children are representations of, of her grief. And it's just an expanding and trying her trying to cope, but it's just, it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And, and it's not sustainable. Like you, you either, you, you either, start to figure out how to pull yourself out or you lose yourself to the abyss kind of mm-hmm. idea. And she's created these constructs around her that are supposed to help, but really it's just reinforcing your grief because they're not real. You, you collapse it upon yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. if you don't pull it, pull out of this, I mean, she just, it's, it's it becomes just, Babadook it becomes yeah. the thing that's bigger than yourself that you can't control anymore. I mean, they even call it chaos magic. That she possesses, and I, I, I mean, it's it's a chaos, an internal chaos that she's created for herself, that she cannot, she can't, she has to be the one to defeat it. She can't have someone else help her beat this. I mean, you can yeah, have someone people, can't take this from her. No, you have you have to, you know, get past it or or deal with it. But we do also get the the introduction of. We we finally figure out what cataract is, um, in this episode. I mean, we've been talking about it all along. It's the Darcy Jimmy part of this show is that they've been digging into what Project Cataract is, um, what what is Sword doing, um, and you get a, a basically an all white version of Vision, of Vision's body, um, dubbed Vision white. without the con- conscience. Yeah, White Vision or Vision, as he was dubbed. Um, nice. But um, that leads into the last episode of this season um, or this series, because it is dubbed the series finale. So I feel like that answers the question. Will there be another season? Previously on WandaVision. (laughs) Snooper's gonna snoop. Where are my children? (laughs) These are runes, Wanda. Only the witch that casts the runes can use her magic. The vision was gone, but you wanted him back. He's all I have. Well, that's just it, Wanda. He isn't yours. He's ours. He was gonna burn Westview to the ground just to get what he wants. Don't let him make you the villain. Maybe I already am. This is chaos magic, Wanda. That makes you the Scarlet Witch. I feel like that answers the question: Will there be another season? Um, but uh, prob- probably not. The ninth episode of of One Division um, picks up directly where the eighth episode left off. Um, in that you you left with Agatha strangling Billy and Tommy, the Maximoff twins, in front of Wanda on a street in Westview. Um, and that ain't, that shit ain't gonna go well. No, no. And basically, what what the whole premise of this, you know, last few episodes is is our last bit of last episode in the, this episode is that Agatha will trade the lives of of Wanda's kids for Wanda's magic, uh, Wanda's chaos magic. Um, and she, Agatha, has this ability to you know, basically absorb magic. We saw it two episodes ago when, you know, her coven tried to kill her. Mm -hmm. Um, She just wants the chaos magic because she's been alive since the 
1600s. She just, she wants it because she wants to be all powerful. Um, and what ends up ensuing here is a battle between Vision and Vision and Agatha and Wanda. Um, and I, I do wonder, I, so I don't know if, if it's she wants the, like Agatha wants the power just to be powerful. Like I'm, I'm kind of curious, like what what else is going on? Because I I really don't think it's just I want power for the sake of power. Um, that there's there's a reason, like maybe to right a wrong back from her past. But I'm I'm curious, and I know we don't get to we don't really get to go into that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we lose a little bit of the nuance. But I'm sure some of the like deep level comic book lovers could probably enlighten us on like what what's her motivation for wanting this. But I am curious, what, what is that motivation? It would be helpful to know. I mean, I, I just assumed because, I mean, she's, you know, she calls her the, the, the mythical Scarlet Witch. Um, I assumed that it was just about power. But if it's not about power, I, I'd love to know what this is all about. Um, I think Agatha is a fantastic character, and I sincerely hope that she is not, you know, this isn't the last we've seen of her. Um, because... The, the battle that ensues between Vision and, and White Vision is the most Vision-y battle you could ever have. Um, I mean, you have two characters that are the same level of power. They're, they're the same thing. It's, you know, yeah. this was, fighting this, each other. This whole scene just felt like eye candy. Actually, yes. a lot of this episode kind of felt like just eye candy, that you were just there, like, watching the special effects, um, that there's, like, little bits of story in between special effects. What which is I, super cool. I really like the the effects, but I'm like, eh, uh, okay, what's the story? What I loved about this battle between the two visions was how it's resolved, though. Honestly, mm-hmm. in, in that you don't get... No one gets defeated. It's just we're going to talk about it, you know? And, like, that is... That's the right. most vision thing that I can think of. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna use logic and we're gonna rationalize our way through this, and we end up with vision, like the construct vision, with all the memories and all the feelings and all the emotions, transferring mm-hmm. those and I giving those to what to vision. I love that he did that because Paul Bettany has done a fantastic job with this character. It it, it makes sense, right? That like, I mean, vision was the construct of the Mind Stone. And Jarvis, but finding a way to keep Vision in our universe and potentially having him come back in the future, I think it's it's great that we're not necessarily writing him off as a character. I mean, hell, they went to another timeline and brought Gamora back, so like we can <laughs> we can do this with Vision, you know? Like it's it's a little bit like the the consequences of Infinity War don't matter, but. Not entirely, you know. I'm I'm okay with this. Like, it doesn't feel like that much of a, like a, I don't know, a Mary Sue moment for Vision. I guess would be what I would call it. But I I liked it. Is what I'm trying to say. It's late. I'm I'm losing my ability to elocute at this point. So. <laughs> to to what? To elocute? Is that how you? Sure. I, I don't know. Sure. It sounds good to me. Whatever. It's late. Whatever. <laughs> It, People, it is late. Correct us on Twitter. We're losing the thread, folks. But you do this get is the finale. We're going on nine hours of recording. 
You're only going to hear two and a half, but we're going on our ninth hour. Oh, it's four it in is. the morning. We haven't had we haven't had food or water in some time. Please send help. <laughs> You're going to make people think that I am a taskmaster. Um, <laughs> hey, there's a good Marvel reference for you. I did that on purpose. I did. Well indeed. done. Well done. You get the the battle between <laughs> between Agatha and Wanda is great for the reveal that Wanda had a plan. You know, Agatha has been right. one step ahead of Ag- of Wanda this whole time. But then when they get up into the sky and you you get that Wanda's creating these runes on the walls of the Which I guess the she bubble. She didn't know before. So yeah. she I mean Wanda is incredibly intelligent, incredibly perceptive and mm-hmm. You know, normally you get that you get that moment where the you know the villain just goes off and tells you their entire plan and gives up everything and like Agatha doesn't necessarily fully do that, but she just throws in throws in some hints like, oh, you don't know about runes, oh, you silly little one, like kind of kind of thing, and without any kind of training, just that kind of innate ability that she has, she's like, oh, okay, runes, cool, got it. It I'll takes that. that and applies it episodes later, which is which is really cool. It's it's perfect in the way she does that, honestly, because seeing that idea of hubris. Yes, it's that we always, talk about a lot with Star Wars. It's always what takes down the bad guy is that they they think they're smarter than everyone, and Wanda is Wanda's legitimately smarter than her. I mean, at least in that in this instance, right? Smarter, is. smarter, better, faster, stronger, like. She's like Wanda is Wanda is a scary character. She can be if you you shouldn't fuck with her. Um, I think based on this, yeah, she can but, do more than take down a drone. But I love I love the fact that once Agatha is defeated, the punishment fits the crime for Agatha yes. so very well. Um, hope hope Agatha likes sitcoms. I, it, it's it's perfect the way that she's you know she's dealt the hey you're going to be the nosy neighbor from now on yeah you're the you're the secondary character in a sitcom forever <laughs> it's like, it's quite a punishment shit, like that's that's dark <laughs> it's kind of a punishment um but i you know what i loved even more was the fact that once the bubble comes down and these people that have been subjected to Wanda's punishment for this this whole time, I mean, they, she didn't mean to hurt these people, but the way that those people surround her in the town square, like I, I didn't think they were going to hurt her, because I think they know the pain that she's feeling is yeah. worse than anything that she can do. And you but, think of it in the terms of grief, is that, and you're in the throes of grief, you're lashing out at the people that you love. Like this scene, and that's what she's doing is is lashing out essentially to to all these people and impacting all these people, and it's like, okay, no, we're still here, we're still understand. It's it's just the anguish that's on the the residents of Westview face. It's just, I mean, it, it's it's something. It is it is acting. Those people are acting their damn asses off. Truthfully, but I, I do love yeah. the dark. Oh, go ahead. The Sorry. mom on 70 show is more than just the mom on 70 show. She is. She is. 
I love that Darcy Lewis gets the the moment where she stops director Hayward or acting director Hayward from getting away by driving that uh, the food truck into <laughs> yeah. his, um, his like Hummer. Fuck she's, you. she's like, hope you enjoy prison or something like that. Like that was a great line. Um, I really enjoyed that character and that actress just in general. I'm glad that they didn't write her off of, of this show or out of the universe. Like, I, I don't yes. want her to get like this big send off moment because I want her character to be around for the future. So you have like her her line from one of the earlier episodes. The uh, actually, it's Doctor. Yeah, I'm like that was hell great. yeah. That like, was hell yeah. That was a wonderful. Like, line. Stop with your stop with your bullshit patronizing. Like this is a doctor. Shut the fuck up and listen to the doctor. Probably smarter than all of you. Yeah, but you get. I mean, this episode, there's a lot here that we're not covering. And I mean, right. look, we're, we're doing nine episodes at, at, you know, at once or twice, basically. So, I mean, twice I, for you, once for us, I do feel like there is some stuff that we're not covering here, obviously. Um, and look, it, it, we're not, we, we kind of said we weren't going to try and do everything about this, these nine episodes. But I do feel like this serves as a accurate you know primer for dr strange um the sorcery the second dr strange movie i feel like we we were all kind of in a good place with this and i feel like this is an appropriate way for us to say goodbye to marvel for for a little while um you know we we had 15 weeks of marvel in the spring basically from you know january till mid-april we've had Marvel and this podcast has been on Marvel for we've we've been doing Marvel for eight weeks now I think um, that sounds right and I think it you know after doing Star Wars for so long this was such a fun fun like diversion to go off into Marvel for a little while but I think I'm ready for Star Wars again like I, I last week I when we finished Falcon I kind of was kind of like oh man it really sucks that we're gonna have to leave marvel because i really enjoyed doing this but after you know reliving wandavision and i think it's time to i think it's time to go back to our star wars universe for a little while because bad batch is coming and uh i don't know about you but i'm fucking hell of excited for that um i am i am definitely hella excited about that there's still is a little more it sounds like you're just like wrapping up for like the the ready to go there's still there's still a little bit more there's one in, more thing in WandaVision. there's there's, there's definitely thing. a couple of scenes that were that we got to hit um, no 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 go right ahead i, we're, I was... we're gonna hit we're, we're gonna see a uh i believe a scroll is gonna show up there is. I, I was going to actually let you take the the final scene. You're you were right. I was I was starting to wrap us up, but please go go right ahead with the scroll scene because I think that is important. Yeah, we we get. I guess uh, Monica is it right? Yes. Uh, she ends up in a uh, in a theater by this FBI agent who we see we suddenly see is oh shit that's a scroll, <laughs> and she was sent by a friend of her mother's. Uh, and where is she from? Up. Up. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, who who is who is this? Who do you think they're referring to here? He's referring to Fury, I think. I I think this is all about Nick Fury, um, because I think when we left Fury, he was in the stars with the Scroll, and we've seen a lot of of you know 
casting news for Skrull and uh, Secret Invasion recently. Mm-hmm. I think because we didn't really talk about Monica a lot, but Monica becomes a, a superhero yes, by the choices get- she makes in this show. Yes. I mean, choosing to go back through the walls of the bubble, she's told like her DNA will change. And she chooses to do it anyways. She becomes something different. I don't know what she's right. what what character she's going to be, um, but it's made clear that there is there is something special about her. Now, um, you know, not a lot of the yeah, Marvel superheroes. Well, and the thing that's special about her to me is that not many Marvel heroes choose to become heroes. You know, Steve right. did. Steve volunteered. Um, but not many of them yeah, actively have, like, like Spider-Man. It happens to him. Like everyone, it happens to Wolverine. It happens to mm-hmm. Tony sort does of. it because I mean, he need. Yeah, well, Tony does it because he needs to survive. Um, mm-hmm. But her choosing to become to put her life at risk, I think, is what makes her qualify as as a yeah, superhero and unique. And her specific viewpoint on like how she wanted to handle Wanda. That she's got, you know, she's got the stuff to be a hero. She's got the actual, like, the actual fortitude that she's not just out to try and, like, hey, let's just blast this thing as it's in our way. That she's got the great power, great responsibility mindset. Mm-hmm. Blow it up, and move that, on. Like, that's not her. Right. She's, and I think she's the, little... the last, last scene, once we get, we pass, so we get, we get the scrolls, so we get that, mm-hmm. that little, you know, teaser in there, and then we get Wanda kind of off by herself, just in a cabin in the woods, um, trying to trying to come to grips with her power, and then hearing the sounds of her made up kids like crying out to her for help, and then like whoosh. Mm-hmm. So yeah, teasers maybe for the Doctor for something in the something in the future, like we've said with uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier like well we're we're not going to get we're probably not going to get a season two of falcon and winter soldier especially with the ending with captain america and winter soldier like it's it's going to be something else it's going to be another story so -hmm. we're not going to get another season of wandavision like maybe we get something a little bit different that still carries on this thread if it's not doctor strange too yeah and you you mentioned in this scene uh wanda is actually astral projecting i think that's how you say that um we didn't really talk about it but there's a book called the dark hold which Agatha has, which basically is kind of like the the tome for the witches. Think if you've seen um, Doctor Strange. Uh, yes, Doctor Strange. But I was I was trying to say Hocus Pocus. Um, oh, do you remember yeah, the, Hoc- the book? The book. This is the book. Um, but yeah, I I think this is the, the Doctor Apple Strange book. has a bunch of the the other books like in his possession, and this is just another one of those like tomes of ancient wisdom kind of books. But the implications here are, are huge in that her kids are, you know, out there somewhere. And, like, I really, yeah, really these made hope, up constructs. <laughs> I really hope what they're teasing is that, you know, she's going to play a bigger part in the future going forward in the Marvel Universe. Yes. Um, I, I would love that. I think she has done a – Elizabeth Olsen did a fantastic job. Paul Bettany as Vision – uh, Tiana Paris as Monica Rambeau, Evan Peters as Ralph Boner slash Pietro Marksmoth, Randall Park as Jimmy Woo, uh, you know, Kat Dennings as Darcy Lewis. There, there was Catherine Hahn as Agatha Harkness. 
th- there was a lot of damn good acting in this series. Truthfully, I hope that we see some of these characters reoccur in the future because I, I would hate to lose, you know, the Jimmy Parks or the Jimmy Woo's or the Darcy Lewis's. Um, they they got to find a place to bring these people back in because, damn it, I just need to see these folks again on my screen. Truthfully, I was like, I think they're gonna keep. I think they're gonna keep showing up. Like that. That's. I mean, that's what they're. That's what they're doing with this. They're making this. They're, they're bringing the comics of our youth to life, and we're gonna keep seeing these recurring characters show up. Even these bit characters. So they're gonna be common threads, and you're gonna see them show up in the background of a movie somewhere or wherever it is. We'll keep seeing all these these people and their their stories, their backstories, their motivations, their dreams. All that stuff is gonna keep growing, which is what makes this so compelling. Honestly, this is this is the kind of stuff that keeps me coming back. Well, truthfully, yes. it, it keeps me coming back to this universe because it's it's great to have the big action packed movies, but it's the acting and the writing and the stuff that like this is the stuff that makes me, you know, when I'm sitting up at night and I'm like, damn, this is a good fucking yeah. good fucking story. Like I wish they'd keep going and then they do. And I and think it's, it's um, just a show with such that's a said I mean witches and mystical powers and all this stuff can say something so poignant about grief and have something have a point and something to say and a commentary on that that helps you understand the human condition better is just wild and that's like that's why we why we want to talk about this stuff like why we want to keep watching these shows and talking about them because it like these these shows are they have something to say it's not just mindless television that you're using for just to escape from whatever bullshit is going on in the world like these these shows have some have something to say they have a viewpoint and it it's it's fascinating to to see it mm-hmm. no i i couldn't have said it better right there snark honestly that was that was poetic sir that was beautifully done chef's kiss thank you well on that note <laughs> now i am gonna wrap us up because i think we are well over two hours into one division didn't get the, the full treatment like we we normally do but um you know we'll, we'll put this out there and if you guys enjoyed this and this is the way you know we do have loki coming up um if this is the way you want us to cover loki please let us know if you want you know hey we'd rather wait and, and have you guys go through and do the full treatment like we did for falcon and winter soldier uh we're, we're definitely open to that too um but we did want to get this out there. I think we both wanted to express our support and our appreciation for the series because it was definitely deserving, um, in my opinion. I think in our opinion, we can oh, say for sure. it deserved you know, the full treatment. So, All right. Well, with that, Snark, anything else you wanted to add before we, we bid the people good, you know, good week? And uh, the next time they hear from us, It'll be back about Star Wars. We'll be talking it will about be. I, I think I have used up all of my poetic wax for tonight. I, I definitely got no words left. So, guys, until next week, we're going to let the snark take us out as he always does. What is grief if not love persevering? <laughs> oh, goodness. What a perfect time to cough. All right, guys, we'll talk. But what is you. grief if not love persevering? There we go. <laughs> have a good week, everybody. <laughs>